Hello, welcome. It's next week tonight. I'm your host, Joshua, and this is the show that keeps you week ahead of the competition. We are on week 11 already. If you've been here before, you know the drill, but on the off chance you're new, welcome, and we're going to be talking about some players you should be stashing, adding, at this point, we're going for some like high upside guys. Earlier in the season, obviously, we were going for, you know, sleepers and things like that. And then as we got to the middle of the season, of course, streamers because of the bye weeks. And we're still doing that this, this week. That's pretty much most of what we have going. In the middle of the season there, I was really pushing trades. But nothing really new at this point. So going to talk about some uh, possibly high upside players you can be adding and then some streamers uh, and I try to focus on positions that are especially bad with that week's buys which we'll go over what what four teams are on buy in week 11 but that's it we're going to hit all the takes really quick and then we're going to rewind and go over it in depth let's go Welcome to next week tonight. Okay, guys, I'm down here because you don't need to see me. You need to see the takes and here it goes. So these are, I said, final dice rolls because, look, high upside guys you can go after that can actually make an impact if things go right. First of all, tight end Foster Moreau. Then we got wide receiver Terrace Marshall. He did play Thursday night, so... He's not necessarily going to be a free pickup, but keep an eye on him if he gets lost in the wash of the weekend and everything. Uh, had, had a decent game tonight. I think one big play. Um, and then running back Isaiah Spiller. All right. Then we've got the bye week teams in week 11. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars. So you're going to be missing Lawrence, Etienne, Christian Kirk. For the most part, that's your, your main players. Uh, Miami Dolphins, you're missing Tua, Hill, of course, Waddle, and Mostert. Hey, Jeff Wilson, too, who we told you to pick up last week. Uh, Seattle Seahawks, you're missing Geno, Metcalf, Lockett, and Walker. Um, and then Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Brady Evans, Godwin, Fournette. So a lot of good wide receivers are going to be missing in, wide, in, in Week 11. If you didn't pick that up, Kirk. Waddle, Hill, Metcalf, Lockett, Evans, Godwin, all these guys out. So let's get through the streamers now. And don't worry, there's a number of uh, wide receivers when we get there. But first, we're going to do quarterbacks, Taylor Heineke. Uh, he just came through with us for us last week as well. So if you have him, hold on to him. Kenny Pickett playing uh, the Cincinnati Bengals in week 11. And Jarek McKinnon playing the Chargers. Chuba Hubbard playing Baltimore. For wide receivers, we've got Michael Gallup playing Minnesota. Wandale Robinson playing Detroit. And uh, a fun one here, Deshaun Jackson playing Carolina. And for Bengals uh, and for team defense, we're going with the Bengals. All right. And we'll explain a little bit more of that right now so thanks for if you just came for that that's fine i know there's there's some viewers 
and listeners. I haven't, haven't been splitting up the podcast as much because really it's been so quick. But I know there's some viewers on the YouTube that really just stop watching after the first five minutes or something. That's fine. You got what you came for. All right. I'm supposed to like do things, to which is really dumb of me. I'm not good at this, apparently. Uh, I'm supposed to be doing things to like get you to keep around uh, 10 minutes or something, right? I don't know. Okay, so Foster Moreau really should be adding him. Waller went to IR, okay? Hunter Renfro also to IR, so that's opening. That's moving him even further up the priority target list. Um, and in... In the past three weeks, which Waller's been out for like three weeks, he's just now going on IR. I don't know. Um, but in that time, he actually has an extremely high snap share across, when I say quietly has the third highest snap share percentage, I literally mean like the third highest among offensive wide receiver, running backs, tight ends. Um. I think the fourth is Cooper Cup. Okay, so we're talking all the time on the field. All right. That's pretty exceptional, actually. Um, then we have 19 targets, 18% target share. So he, he's getting a lot of work. It's only come out to like seven, I think, points per game. Um, it could be better, sure. But he's getting the work. I mean, 19 targets in three games. That's six targets per game. I, I'm interested in any tight end averaging six targets per game. Now, I'm not necessarily going to start them every week, but I'm interested for sure. Foster Moreau, he does not have a great matchup uh, for this week or even next week. But you can be sure for week 12's next week tonight, so next week's next week tonight, he's probably going to be on the streaming tight end list for sure because he is a great week 12 and 13 matchups. He is the best. I think they play Seattle in week 12. That's the best uh, tight end matchup. So um, add him now before the rest of the league figures it out. Um, I say that because with Waller going to IR, it kind of highlights it and maybe other people are going to catch on to it. So we're trying to get you ahead of that. Uh, Terrace Marshall, also high target share last three weeks. Um, he had a good matchup this week. I, I didn't get a final stat line. I literally was waiting for the game to end, and then I, I hit 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 go live. So, um, But he does have good matchups in week 15, 16, 17. So the idea, again, high upside adds is... If he continues doing well, developing, um, they continue to rely on him. Come week 15, 16, 17, that's the playoffs, fantasy football playoffs, right, guys? Um, you have injuries, other things. He could end up coming coming through for you. It's a big play if he gets hot, all right? Um, running backs. So Isaiah Spiller, this might be one of the few kind of high upside handcuffs that you can still add right? Because he's clearly taken over the job from Sony last week, at least. I didn't I didn't hear of anything that was a reason, like an injury or something like that, for why Sony would not have been playing as much. Spiller got seven, eight carries, something like that. So uh, when Sony did not. So 
that is, like I said, as far as high up upside handcuffs go, that's about as high as it gets, right? So, all right, we talked about the bye weeks already. Jags, Dolphins, Seahawks, Bucks, a lot of wide receivers, uh, and, and uh, several quarterbacks as well. So, uh, unfortunately, it's a really bad week for quarterback matchups, at least as far as lower uh, rostered quarterbacks go. Um, all of the lower rostered quarterbacks have bad matchups. So when I say go ahead and play Tyler Heineke against Washington, here's the thing. Washington's points against, like, I don't know what platform you play on, but it's going to have the little, you know, the number in red of the length of the matchup. It's probably going to be in red, like 28th or something like that. I don't know how their particular place does it. Mine is a, a mixture of rankings, both taking into account just the raw actual points against, but also the volumes and also the um, efficiencies. So when I blend those together, that's how I get my rankings, um, uh, matchup rankings. So for Taylor Heineke, he, it's not a great matchup, like I say, because Houston is so bad at defending the run that teams just keep on having big running back games against them. Um, but it could be, sometimes you got to go for it and it could just, it could work out because sometimes those games turn into the like ugly shootouts. All right. It could be a really ugly dud, but it also, it also could turn out to be a shootout. So, um, the other one I have here is Kenny Pickett, uh, because, um, basically Cincinnati, like they, they are really good, and they are going to be throwing the ball, and it might be pushing them to have to throw the ball as well. A lot of negative game script here. So if Kenny Pickett is throwing the ball a lot, then he could rack up some points. And look, we're going to get to it, but you saw it. Defense. I had Cincinnati Bengals as a defense. Well, how does that make sense as a defense when I'm also want? Okay. Uh both these things can be true. Kenny Pickett can throw two interceptions, right? Kenny Pickett can also throw two touchdowns and 300 yards. And that is a good quarterback game in most scorings still. So the, he can still have a good game. And, since, and at the same time, Cincinnati pressuring him can get some turnovers and also have a good game for fantasy. So both these things can be true um running backs so Jarek mckinnon in a lot of these close games Jarek mckinnon is actually getting the most snaps the most weighted opportunities okay Clyde edwards hilaire is now actually at the bottom of this committee uh pacheco week 10 is going to be interesting for pacheco because it it's kind of the first time they've had a matchup that i don't think um they're going to be able to keep up with the chiefs uh, and so it could be a case where Pacheco might actually get some some run. Um, but here in week 11, playing the Chargers, I think the Chargers are going to be able to, again, keep it close. And so Jerick McKinnon's once again going to be getting the better opportunities. Similarly, Chuba Hubbard, we just saw him tonight, played back into it. He's healthy. I think next week could be the week where he gets more involved 
Dante Foreman, uh, it was an ugly game, but he pulled it off and actually pulled out a touchdown tonight. And so gave you like 14 points, 13 points, something like that. Um, without a touchdown, it's it's an ugly seven or something, right? But Chuba Hubbard is a little bit more of the receiving back um, as far as, you know, they have one. There is the, the black shear, I think, got a little involved, but... Um, Chuba is the more all around receiving and everything. So I could see him getting more involved in a game against the, the Ravens if the Ravens start putting up points. So again, we're just going, we're finding the negative game strips and playing the running back that's going to be involved. You know, the, the classic satellite third down back. That's all we're shooting for here. Cause those are the guys who are available to add, um, Wide receivers. So again, a lot of wide receivers on by. So we're going to be talking about a lot of wide receivers. First of all, double check Michael Gallup is is on a roster. He's somewhere around 40% right now, which is right about the edge of where I would actually even talk about him. Um, that's on Yahoo. And if look, if Yahoo is 40%, then uh, it's probably in reality, real leagues, he's not available. But you should be checking. Um, he's definitely the wide receiver two there. Noah Brown is still injured, um, and so on. So the Vikings are playing really well. They could be forcing Dallas. That, that could easily be a shootout. Dallas has a good defense, but Minnesota doesn't have the best defense, especially against the passing game. And so I could just see them kind of pushing each other and this being a, a, a good game for the over on the total points. Um, or even better, look for what the line is. And if it's high, you know, Vegas is setting the line high. That's probably going to be a good thing for Michael Gallup. Uh, next, we have Wandale Robinson. We've we've talked about Wandale before, talked about picking him up. Um, he's... it's. A, New York's had some bad matchups. They just had a, a, a bye week and so on. So he could, he very well is still out there. I think he's in the 20s as far as roster on Yahoo. Um, but come week 11, he's actually finally going to have a really, really good matchup. And, and who knows, he might have a good week here in week 10 as well. So you want to make sure he's on your roster if he's out there. Um, but in week 11, they play Detroit. Detroit has given up a lot of points to wide receivers in the slot. Now, I say that there's um, a website. It's the... I, I closed it. Shoot. Uh, it's the 33rd, and they have a tool called The Edge. Josh Larkey um, and others over there on that site developed it. Um, it's a fun little tool. lets you kind of look up stats, but in very, very specific situations, either against certain teams, um, ranges of weeks, um, different positions, obviously, but also things like um, where they were lining up in the slot out wide. And we're talking about Waddle and, oh, also Jacoby Myers had his best game against the Lions playing in the slot. I mean, he had like 24 points playing in the slot. But when I say he had 24 points playing in the slot, this tool allowed me to not just talk about how many points he had for the whole game, and then he played a lot on the slot. No, literally, that's how many points he had when he was take on the plays he was in the slot. Um, he had more points than that in that game. 
Uh, same for Waddle. Same for uh, KJ Osborne and Thielen had big games against them. Um, I think all the Washington receivers, Curtis Samuel, uh, Dotson, and McLaren, all had over 10 points in their matchup against the Lions just on their slot snaps. So um, check that out. I'll try to link it or have it somewhere here. Um, the the 33rd team uh, and Josh Lucky on uh, Twitter. He's involved with that that site. So you can be able to find it there. The tool's called The Edge. So it's pretty cool. Um, but again, Wandale Robinson playing the Lions. He's He has also been getting almost of the slot work for the Giants since he's returned. Uh, now, I know Darius Slayton's had some good games here. He's actually outperforming Robinson. But, again, this matchup specifically, I really like the Rob the Robinson's matchup against the Lions. So, uh, and finally, Deshaun Jackson, in, re- in dynasties even, he was being picked up. I'm not sure he's really been getting picked up in, in redrafts. But if you're really desperate... This one's, it's it's a fun one. It'll be exciting. Uh, it's worth a shot, right? Um, he is the kind of player who is explosive. And um, they, he's the wide receiver too there, basically, with for, for the Ravens, um, with Bateman being out now for the season. Um, and with uh, Andrews being a little bit beat up, but he, he seemed to get back into it a little bit better last week, but not, didn't seem like fully. I have nothing for tight ends this week, guys. I, oh no, no, I do. Oh, I do. What happened to my slide? I thought I thought so when I went through it first, quick at the beginning. I I was like, wait, did I skip tight end? No. Um. Yeah, I didn't have a slide for it. Sorry, guys. Tyler Conklin. So, wide receiver Tyler Conklin playing against the Patriots in week 11. He had the best game of his season against the Patriots last time. A lot of tight ends have good games, touchdown games against the Patriots. That's just kind of one of their weaknesses. It's It's been actually for a while. Um, at least as far as fantasy. I think it's intentional. They'd rather, if they have to give up something, give it up to that. I don't know. But Obviously not intentionally giving up touchdowns. You know what I mean? Uh, So Tyler Conklin, he hasn't had some great games lately. So I could see him uh, being available come week 11 or even now. So go pick him up. And then for defenses, we got Cincinnati Bengals. Like I said, both things can be true at the same time. Bengals can have a good game. Um even if Pitt Pickett is scoring points for you as a streamer. Okay. So, all right. Week 10 recap. Let's hit it. Of course, I did a lot of moves for um, contenders. So get Derek Henry. Keep trying to tell you. It's almost too late now. Reminded you to pick up Wilson. And then he right away had a big game for Miami. So that was really interesting for Mostert. Uh, and then a reminder, just random other running back handcuffs, which is why I brought up Spiller. Um, I told you to, if you're a contender, told you, trade away Drake London. Now, I did I did warn you, they have a good schedule coming up. He got a touchdown tonight, something like 13 points. Um, I think it was like four receptions, 39 yards, and a touchdown. So um, that's a good sign. 
I hope, like I said, if you can't get rid of him, that's okay because he does have a good schedule coming up. Uh, one of the best, if not the best. So this was more of a really trying to leverage him to get someone who's going to get you even more than 13, right, for the stretch run for the championship run. That was the idea here. So now he's even more valuable. Great. Okay. Um, and then the, the, I was kind of pivoting off that saying, okay, if you're selling him, if you're a contender, then you should be buying him as a re rebuild. And so again, hopefully you bought him before he had a good game and his price went up. Jonathan Taylor, same thing. He's back um, practicing in full this week. So that's good. So the fear is maybe gone now already. Happens quick. People react very quickly. Cash out Naheem Hines. He, he did practically nothing. And uh, Josh Allen promptly goes for two rushing touchdowns. Now, his shoulder or elbow, whatever it is, hurt. We're not sure. We'll see how it goes. Um, if they have to have a backup, maybe things change. Maybe that's a positive for Neem Hines. We'll see. But they keep, they keep playing Cook, James Cook. Um, even though they just traded for Hunt. So, and, and he's been looking good. Cook has. So, I, again, it's just a really weird situation that they traded for Hines. It really is. Um, those were the Week 10 buys. So, P.J. Walker um, just played. I'm not even sure how many points he had or anything. Uh, I, forgot, I forgot that he would be on Thursday night. Um, but if you still need someone, Andy Dalton, I think, is, is a decent shot. I do wonder if when we're going to see Winston again. I really do wonder it, so keep an eye on that because well, it wasn't pretty last week, and if if he can't get it done against the Steelers' defense, they really should put Winston back in. Um, this is a big one, guys. Told you to go ahead and start Rashad White week ten. He has a good matchup this week, and he also showed up last week. You know, after this show was aired last week. Um, and it was getting some hype and so it was getting picked up a lot. If you picked him up Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning, you're looking really smart right now. Okay. Everyone got excited about him and his usage, went to go look for him and discovered, oh, that's right. You added him before the weekend. What? How'd you do that? Right? That's what we're doing here, guys. All right. Week 10, Jarvis Landry. Um... Saints Steelers. Landry seemed like it was a close call. Did not actually play Monday Night Football Week 9. I thought he was going to. And then I was hoping with, with that one game under his belt, we'd have more confidence for him in Week 10. There's not a lot of confidence there. So I would go with the second one here. Donovan Peoples-Jones playing at Miami. He is a much better matchup. I cannot believe he continues to be low low ownership I, I i cannot believe it donovan people's jones he, he should be on teams everywhere always uh tight end kate otten boom um worked out last week uh i know it was a touchdown at the very very end but that's a that's a good sign he's he's growing chemistry with tom brady who likes using his tight end when he's good he likes using a tight end when the tight end is good and Kate Otten is good. So that's good news. And Cole Komet finally had a big game um, 
yeah, I mean, the, the Chicago Bears as a whole finally had a good game. So, uh, But even a couple weeks ago, he had a, a touchdown. So that's going to be um, one that hopefully you got ahead of the curve on that one as well. Again, Chicago versus Detroit. Detroit's defense, just pick on them. Keep picking on them. Broncos uh, here in Week 10. It, again, they are high ownership defense usually but they were on by so they might have gotten dropped so you might have been able to stash them i did that with the eagles defense uh during their bye week i got picked them up stashed them it's the only time i'll carry two defenses on a roster is when i'm managing to get one of the really good ones on their bye for free right uh and then if you're desperate giants against houston okay so back in week nine we, which has actually been played and we finally have results, we can go back and see. It was a rough week for buys, guys. I know it was. Um, Burks has been designated for return. Dotson, I think there's talk of him returning. I don't know if he was actually designated. Van Jefferson has not had good games being back now, but I he's out there playing. Okay, so we'll see. I'll give him one more week as a possibility if it's a terrible then we'll call this one a loss and move on but he was getting opportunity he actually could have had like a 40 yard catch or something and it hit his hands so that wasn't obviously a good thing week nine streamers mixed bag uh, if you follow me on twitter at fusion ffb i did warn you that the malik willis one is not looking good so obviously that meant go to the taylor Heineke, and he played fairly well as a streaming quarterbacks go 14.6 points. All right, that's okay. Running backs, Michael Carter. Now, Carter's probably too highly owned to have been a a real serious streamer, so I'm not going to be too excited about this one. Um, But I did want to bring him up because it's it's possible he was out there. And even if he's just on your roster, I wanted to give you uh, confidence that he is the one that you should be flexing in. Uh, but these other guys, Sony, like we just talked about, Spiller overtook his work there in week nine. So no, that didn't work out. It should have been it should have been Spiller, who still didn't get a ton of points, but it should have been Spiller. Craig Reynolds, that didn't work out because Swift was not out. Um, nor is he still. They're just giving him like 15% snap. It's really weird. So I wouldn't trust Reynolds either. He had to have been moved up to the running second running back with Swift completely out in order for that to have a shot. Um, Cleef Raymond, only 4.7 points, right, in in Week 9, playing the Packers. Um, so you could hope for some more there. But the DeAndre Carter take, Chargers down a, a lot of people. Now, Josh Palmer had a great game, but uh, DeAndre Carter did get enough work to put up 10. That's what we're hoping for. But the KJ Osborne take did absolutely nothing. So that was not great. The, the Kyle Pitts one was uh, tongue-in-cheek, but 4.7. And Robert Tunyon, I was hoping for, but uh, they had a terrible game. Absolutely terrible. Um, 5.9 points. I would have thought he had more points, but no. And the defenses, uh, Bears, this is our first negative of the year. Sorry, guys. Um, hope you went with the Vikings instead. They at least just got you a, a basic six points. But sometimes 
that's all you're hoping for. Um, all right, guys. Thanks for the show. Trying to keep it uh, quick this week, just a half hour. Um, I did have a chance to go on with uh, Seth Keller on uh, the Fantasy Football Facts um, podcast, and there was also a YouTube of it. So follow me on Twitter at FusionFFB, and um, I did retweet that. We had a nice discussion Tuesday night um, talking about kind of a process versus results, which you can go back to episode 130. Three, maybe 132. I can't remember now. Now, um, but it was uh, the summer before last, right after the whole Acres injury, Achilles injury, and uh, I got to really dive into the 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 logic behind uh, process versus results, and what can you and can't you claim as a uh, a successful process. Um, based on successful results or not, right? Including, you know, the whole injury victory lapping. So I really broke it down in a lot more detail there. A lot of that work I'd already done uh, was expressed with hopefully some new um, additions in that show from Tuesday with uh, with Seth Keller, um, um, FF at Home Dad on Twitter. So thank you to him again and be sure to check that out we like to support um all these other shows that uh that are putting out good work again on twitter at fusion ffb and of course fusionffb.com will have um the all my notes which i have more like stats on a bunch of these um in the notes and a link to this youtube which if you're listening you'll be able to find there if you're watching you already found it good job all right, guys, that's the week. Um, as we get towards the end of the season, especially like Thanksgiving basically is where the utility of this show next week tonight kind of runs out, right? Um, so at that point, if if there's something specific you want out of me, you, you still want like uh, high upside starters and so on like that for your playoffs run, let me know. Um, if you want me to switch over entirely to dynasty and trades to be making um let me know i probably will be shifting into dynasty as a whole doing more um evaluation of takes and even i'm hoping to get some rookie uh prospect numbers just the rough ones into um into my process, you know, because last year I was able to identify immediately Brees Hall um, as soon as those numbers went in, and I was a little annoyed that I wasn't able to be even earlier on it. And I know there's a lot of supposed to be a good 2023 class, so we'll see uh, what it really looks like because I remember everyone was all excited about Spiller, and then he fell. Now I'm telling you to add him now, but... He's not nearly the, the prospector. It's not like he's Kenneth Walker or Brees Hall, obviously. So um, the sooner I can jump into the, the that process, the, the further ahead of the game we can be. Um, so even in the offseason and Dynasty, it's it's not next week tonight, but I'm still trying to, to keep you guys ahead weeks and months instead. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Good luck in week 10. I'll see you in week 12 on next week tonight.